Hey everybody, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power magazine. You're joining us for volume 81 from February of 1996 with Killer Instinct 2, the arcade game on the front cover. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always is my co-host, Mike. Hey! Welcome back. We're back with another stellar episode. What's going on, Mike? What's the latest? Oh, I'm enjoying some new fans on the Graveyard Shift. We're doing pretty darn good there. I've also uh, started focusing on my driving, did some parallel parking today, and kept all the paint on my mom's mm. minivan. So. And soon you'll be turning 16, and you don't have to have a learner's permit. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> or what's the, what's the age up in Canada? I think it's 16. Nice. Okay. Well, let's dig into it here. We got a lot of episode to go through, a lot of issue, good stuff on this one. So front cover, they're showing us for the first time ever, I think, uh, an arcade game on the cover. Not just a photo of the graphics, but the actual arcade cabinet on the cover. (laughs) Which is great for a Nintendo magazine to show us, you know, what we're not going to be getting. Oh, you can get it all right. A home console magazine. Well, yeah, as, as a prize, I suppose. Then again, you're That's not true. really encouraging people to, again, play your consoles. Well, you could go out and play it. It is a Nintendo um, produ- um, produced game, so made by Midway, obviously. Yeah, they get the money. And uh, with some help from Rare, so Rare actually developed it. Midway is somewhat of a publisher for arcade games, and Nintendo obviously has their license on it. It is Killer Instinct 2, as you mentioned. And they've uh, got picture of the cabinet here. And you've got Orchid on the side with her um, onesie and the uh, uh, gravity-defying breasts. And you have a new character, Saber Wolf, coming out of the uh, center of the screen. And uh, then they've got photos interspliced here of the various new characters. You've got Turok, I mean Tusk, uh, <laughs> Maya, Kim Wu. Definitely not Kim Kardashian with a wig on and Gargos. God, it looks like it looks like her eyes being poked out. She's poking on her own eye. Yeah, Kim Wu. It looks like her eyes being like gouged out. Oh, I think that's just the uh, um, eyelashes. All right. If so, they seem to be exceeding her face. So not much else to the cover. It's just sort of a really kind of warpy background that's horribly pixelated and should never belong on the front of any cover. Ever. <laughs> All right, let's move on through. There's the disgusting advertisement about toenail clippings that I am going to vomit and then skip past. And then we're going to get to the surprisingly legible table of contents. And you get a beautiful shot of the arcade cabinet again of Killer Instinct 2. It's the exact same photo from the front cover. And they're telling us about how to scrape up your quarters and hot foot it to the local arcade. And then they have full coverage for Mega Man X3, Mech Warrior 3050. Toy Story, Syndicate, and then for Virtual Boy, Nestor's Funky Bowling. And then uh, they also have special features for Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country 2, um, Tips, What's Up at Titus, and Sports Scene, which we'll likely skip over. And that's what else here. That's Everything else is pretty standard. Let's get on to the player's pulse. Burn them right through this sucker. All right, you want, let's take the, why don't you take the first one here? Yeah, we got a uh, a Billy Joel letter. I like you just the way you are. 
I would like to say I love your magazine. Your mag is awesome. One of the reasons I wanted a Super NES instead of a Sega system was because Sega doesn't have a monthly magazine full of hot tips. The other reason is that the Super NES is way better. Agree and agree. Well, I can't wait to get my next Nintendo Power, and that's with love from Christopher Britannica from Skinnitalis, New York. Did I fuck that name up? I have no idea. Skinnitalis? Skinnitalis. Okay. Dave DiRienzi from Baltimore, MD, says, want more rumors. Since every year things change about Nintendo Power, here are some general suggestions to make the mag even better. One, more rumors. Two, no comics. Nintendo Power is a video game mag, not a comic book. Three, a totally new Player's Pulse section. Remove all the garbage about Halloween costumes, dogs reading, cakes that look like Game Boys, and all the other really lame stuff like that. Or from shitty assholes like you. Yeah, you can take out his letter altogether, Mr. No Fun. I gotta say, like, the things about the uh, dogs reading and the Halloween costumes are the best part of the magazine. I know, they show character. It's a, like, this shows what this magazine is for. It's for the fans. Not, right. Not as a mouthpiece for freaking Japanese people who make games that rip... Like, okay, I'm, You I'm learn how to speak, apparently, the along the way. Yeah. Mike has had, a, has, a, has had a long day here, and uh, we're just gonna... Give him a moment here to collect his thoughts, and uh, if you're when you're ready, please please read us the next letter here. Goo goo at you, huh? I would have to question you on the quality of your magazine. Oh fuck! It sounds like it's written for preschoolers. Oh, it's on. Now we just need to gather our posse around, going ooh. Now it used to be good, but it's gotten way worse since it was started. I mean, it used to be cool, but now it sucks. You people only print letters for your magazine and never print anything against it. Well, shit. Or anything that says this or that sucks. You guys have your eight-year-old readers reading out of your... This is a fucking troll. I mean, I can't believe these trolls existed before Facebook. This is multiple trolls now. <clears throat> and I hate it. I'm sure the only reason Ogre Battle rates so low on the power charts is because it's too complicated for your eight-year-old readers. I've played and passed all the highly rated role-playing games in your magazine, and Ogre Battle beats them all, especially Earthbound. Oh. You motherfucker. From Charles Summers from Waco, Texas. Waco. Fitting name. It's Waco. I wonder if he was in that, I wonder if he was in that cult. Mm. It would be a fitting end for this antisocial asshole. Mm. I wonder if this was secretly George W. Bush writing into the pen name. That's <laughs> <laughs> where his ranch is in Waco. Huh. All right. Where on the web is Diddy Kong? Is the Nintendo Power Source site on the World Wide Web as good as the one on America Online? <laughs> Asks Edward LaRusic from Claremont, Alberta. And they answer NOA Jeff, our online. Poncho says, we've recently revamped and jazzed up our website. You'll want to check out the special pages for Donkey Kong Country 2, as well as pics and news on the new 64, and lots more cool stuff. But don't take our word for it. Zip to www.nintendo.com and make up your own mind. I bet they don't even mention the N64 anymore. I don't know if you remember, but... uh, Back in the day, when when uh, this was going on, if you went to Zelda.com, 
it was straight up a porn site. <laughs> <laughs> Same with like whitehouse.com was like a porn site. <laughs> they just like grabbed random, you know, popular domain names and then made them into porn sites, apparently. Well, you make money off the porn, and if those people want to grab the most search, the most SEO site, mm-hmm. then you get more money off that. There you go. And we get some beautiful envelope art, one of zero, with his with his Super Saiyan 3 hair and his lightsaber just ready to deliver some fucking robot rage. He's got that look on his face like he's going to fuck up Dr. Wily or Sigma. I guess he's from that universe. Mm-hmm. And then we see several Yoshi's Island Wario's. Like Mario's and Yoshi's all over the place. More Sigma and Mega Man. Then we got Killer Instinct with Green Guile ripoff, along with Glacius and Cinder. And then we got Orchid facing off against, uh, what was it, Fulgore? Yeah. And uh, then we got Final Fantasy III featuring Terra Celeste and Realm in a very, very well done format with, with shading in the background. It's pretty darn good mm-hmm. I'm happy with it so the next page we've got like a uh, my, <laughs> we got a chubby version of the video game nerd <laughs> in a cowboy hat leaning against a fence yeah he's wearing a cowboy hat and uh, one's in front of him him in front of the uh, Grand Canyon here and it says enclosed are photos of me at the Grand Canyon wearing the Nintendo Power shirt I won in one of your contests a while back yeah. He's the cowboyest n- nerder you've ever heard. <laughs> girls, girls and... Oh, you want me to do that one? You want to do it? Go ahead. All right. Ahead. Girls and Video Games Part 1. I am writing to say hooray for Sarah Labrie's letter in Volume 77. I completely agree with her about most video games as portraying girls as... Eek! There's a caterpillar on my foot. I also agree with her... That is not fair. However, not all video games are like that. Take Marl or Luca from Chrono Trigger. They are perfect examples of how most girls are not terrified at the slightest noise. But overall, Sarah is right. From Christopher Carded, who must now turn in his man card. <laughs> his, you mean his man carded? Oh my god, that was oral. No address okay. given yet, because he knows what's coming to he knows what's coming his way. Oh my god, Sarah Labrie's getting some responses. Girls in Video Games 2. I just read Sarah Labrie's letter. Please. She's obviously never even gotten a glimpse of Final Fantasy 2 or 3. In Final Fantasy 2, Rydia is a force to be reckoned with. Hells yeah. She can send enemies scrambling to the doctor with virus, cook monsters with nuke-used meteor to bury her enemies in a flaming meteor shower, or land-based enemies with Bahamut. Yeah, for a girl, she's a pretty fucking heavy hitter. And on top of all that, she pays no attention to Edge's hopeless flirting. That does not sound like a girl who needs a guy to save her every five minutes. Then in Final Fantasy III, Terra, Celeste, and even Ten-Year-Old Realm. Wow! First we get envelope art with these girls, and now a, uh, a love letter to them. This is their episode. Mm. 
They can all use powerful spells that Edgar, Saban, and the others can use. So to all those out there who think the girls in video games are, portray are portrayed as delicate, prissy, male-dependent bimbos, play Final Fantasy 2 and 3 and realize they're dead wrong. By social justice warrior and proud feminist gamer, Greg Lulis from Hernia, Virginia. <laughs> Audrey W. from Toyota, Minnesota says, Way to go, Sarah. I am referring to the letter in volume 77 from Sarah Labrie. I totally, I totally agree with you, Sarah. Girls don't enjoy prancing around in bikinis, and our favorite color isn't pink. I'm getting sick of these stupid games where women are whippy, dumb sex objects. In my school, I'm known as Queen Nintendo. Every boy knows that I can kick his butt at any game. Way to go, Sarah, for standing up and speaking the truth. Wow, this is some... Well, who knew that the Facebook comments existed before Facebook? Yeah, seriously. And then we wrap it up with a true blue NES fan. Although I've enjoyed Nintendo Power for several years, I am disappointed to find the amount of information available for NES has, well, gone... There ain't nothing left. Some of us must rely on antiquated machinery such as the NES for our entertainment. Did this guy think he ran out of Super Nintendo games? I don't know. Therefore, I will not be renewing my subscription to Nintendo Power and will save the money in hopes of eventually buying a Super NES. So Someone tell us poor bastard that he's going to be outdated by the time that happens because there's N64 is coming out in November, biatch! Yeah. September, excuse me. Yeah, and if you keep subscribing to Nintendo Power, you'll know how to beat catch catch all the Power Stars for Super Mario sixty four coming out. Yeah, and how to survive the Hoth in Shadow of the Empire. If you're saving twelve dollars no, a year, to, that's not gonna. It's yeah. gonna take a few years. Yeah, and it's gonna take several weeks for you to figure out these games, dumbass. I hope you understand that while I enjoyed reading and using the tips you offered before, I no longer have any use for the information now being given. And they thought this was a letter worth publishing. I guess so. So here we get to see another guy on a uh, on a rocky surface with Alex Van Schoonhoven of Battleground, Washington, relaxing with his Nintendo Power and Game Boy at the top of Mount St. Helens. Hey, Alex, is that a puff of smoke in the distance? Hi-yo. And Alex is now dead. <laughs> or he Who's laughing now? Or he threw the Nintendo in the volcano and the god was pleased. All right. Um, so they have more letters, letters coming up, but first, the power charts. There's a nice little interim here. Ah, right. For top five Super NES games. Number five, Chrono Trigger. Number four, Killer Instinct. Ooh. Number three, Donkey Kong Country. Number two, Yoshi's Island. Number one, Donkey Kong Country 2. And coming out for the Game Boy Top 10, the top five is Mortal Kombat 3, Killer Instinct, Tetris, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, and Donkey Kong Land. And then the Virtual Boy Top 5, we have number five, Red Alarm, number four, Nestor's Funky Bowling, number three, Mario's Tennis, number two, Galactic Pinball, and number one, no surprise, Warrior Land. All right, you want to take the next letter here? Uh, we see, apparently now Spain, for some reason, oh, yeah. has got their top five, which is Hagane from Hudson Soft, Illusion of Gaia, Batman Forever, Donkey Kong Country, and Killer Instinct. Mm -hmm. Oh, more letters. Hey, someone playing the Virtual Boy the way I suggested. <laughs> I have played it that way. It's not very comfortable, but that's the only way to do it. 
Recently, I went on a rather boring camping trip with the old family. Thank God I had my virtual boy so I didn't have to associate with my loved ones. When things got really dull, I found myself a comfy place on the ground and took VB out of my backpack. Portable and 3D. Gotta love it. So we get to see him lying on it, lying on the grass in a white shirt, which, you know, his, his mom's going to love that when the laundry comes. And, uh, like, I guess he's just playing <laughs> virtual boy on his back, like, regardless mm-hmm. of the ants that will eventually come for him. <laughs> and they respond with, too bad those mosquito bites aren't virtual, too, eh, Gene? Nice. Burn. All right. <clears throat> Next one is from John Ha from uh, Urinal, New Jersey. <laughs> Controller Query. <laughs> I read your September 95 issue, volume 76, and you asked us readers how we like Virtual Boy. I think it has great image and all, but I hate the controller. It would have been better if it had one directional pad instead of two, but that's my only complaint. For the rest of it, it's great. And they have an extremely long response. They said, we talked to Mr. Mantani, who designed the Virtual Boy controller. He listed three reasons for a second directional pad on the right instead of a set of buttons. Number one, the left pad controls left, right, and up, down movement, while the right pad controls back and forth movement. After all, this is a 3D system. Two, when when you're caught up in the heat of virtual play, it's easier to recognize a directional pad than a set of buttons. Three. Yes, yeah, Nintendo 64. What? They don't have virtual play in N64? No, for the vir- no, but they did have the uh, those camera buttons instead of a directional pad or a stick. Three, the second directional pad provides greater control over very complex movements, such as a tank with treads and a swiveling turret. Games exploiting this capability haven't been developed yet, but Nintendo designers expect they will, and always like to give players the tools they'll need for maximum fun. Yeah, we won't be getting tank controls until Resident Evil. Well, I mean, the the purpose behind it, I I think, is sound. It's, it really didn't take off until they had double analog sticks, though. Yeah, like I said, like Resident Evil for the... Uh, they were ahead of their time, out. Mike. Virtual Boy was ahead of yep. his time. Too soon. Made from the best stuff on Earth. Oreo filling? If the Sega Genesis and the Super NES are both 16-bit systems, why couldn't the Genesis handle a game like Donkey Kong? Well, it won't fit. Or Killer Instinct. Aren't games for both systems made of the same stuff? <laughs> Boy, Evan Jacobs it's from just plastic and metal. Yeah, it's like circuits. I mean, you just yeah. connect circuits and electricity happens. It's just carbon. Chill. For proprietary bullshit. And and they reply with, sure, games for both systems are made of programming code, but the similarities end there. Richly rendered games wouldn't look quite as groovy on the Sega Genesis, because that system only supports 64 different colors at once, while the Super NES supports a whole 256 colors. Making things even tougher for Sega is the fact that Nintendo has an exclusive deal with Rare, the makers of DC, DKC, DKZ2, and KI. You'll only see those games on Nintendo. Of course, if you, if you have a thing for hedgehogs, you know which system to get, right? Ooh, diss. What? I don't. I didn't take this a diss. Well, you know, took it as a. Hey, if you really like Sonic, you're gonna have to get a, a, you know, a Sega platform. Hmm. 
Or you can just wait a couple of years and get a computer and play all of them. Huzzah! And here Or you can see... wait until Sega completely bombs it in the console market and has to make games on a GameCube. Yeah, wait until Sega works for Nintendo. And those are bitch. <laughs> and on the next page, we get Captain Nipples welcoming you. Hello, Turok. I mean, Tusk. He's a new character for Killer Instinct 2. The Killer Returns. I didn't realize I had a subtitle. Killer Instinct 2. The Killer Returns. Yeah, and this guy, he's... he's, This guy's apparently modeled after the Batman Forever suit. (laughs) He does have kind of puffy nipples. You know that practice that they had the last Summer Olympic Games? It was always big, like, welts. You know, it was called cupping. Did you learn about that? (laughs) Cupping? No, tell me. All right, so, like, Michael Phelps, you know him. He's, like, big-time Olympic gold medalist swimming, right? So that's when I noticed it, watching him swim. He had all these big, like, round welts about the size of, like, a saucer, like a, a, you know, cup of tea kind of thing. And, you know, I'm like, what the hell happened to him? So I kind of read a little article about it, and it's this ancient Chinese practice called cupping, where they basically apply a suction to your body using, like, ceramic or, you know, suction cups, essentially. Oh, where they heat something to uh, create a vacuum and then yeah. suck blood to a spot? Yep. It's supposed to create, like, a healing presence and all that, right? So not it's not, uh, not the same as using any kind of... Um, it's allowed, basically. You know, it's an allowed, acceptable healing technique. So, anyways, it looks like this guy had his nipples uh, cupped. You know, he could have just... That, that sounds stupid. What he could have done it's is It's like a penis say, pump, but for your nipples. <laughs> what he could have just said was that he was swimming in the ocean, he got attacked by an octopus, and he showed that fucker who belongs in the ocean. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, we've got uh, characters here, the full roster, which we'll get into in a second here. Starting off with our main man, Tusk, let's go ahead and move forward. And uh, let's learn about Tusk. Uh, Out of the northern wastes and times, long forgotten, comes the fierce barbarian known only as Tusk. So he basically is kind of like Conan the Barbarian, but with a uh, ponytail and a dragon tattoo on his body. Not as not as popular as his sister with the same tattoo. Uh, uh literary joke. Huh? Slash movie. Yeah. Okay. Next up is Kim Wu, mm-hmm. who uh, does not look Asian got, at all. Yeah, she just looks like a Simpson with nunchucks. A Simpson. She looks everybody like a. Here, everybody here is jaundiced. She looks like she's a Instagram girl. <laughs> Doesn't she? Hey. Yeah, she's just like, I got nunchucks. Hashtag ninja life. I'm surprised she's not holding like a nutritional supplement in one hand. <laughs> her IG hasn't taken off yet. I guess not. This spiritually enlightened soul fights with her entire body. Hello. But watch out for her devastating kicks and spin moves. You say she fights with her whole body, but she's holding a weapon. Yeah, it's a little line. You fucked up. Yep. Well, that's what they said. Uh, She's got, uh, let's see, her super move is the Snapdragon. Oh, (laughs) Tusks is the Destroyer, which is a clear ripoff of Conan the Destroyer, the second movie. 
Yeah, and speaking of Red Sonia, we've got Maya, who is basically Blonde Sonia slash Sheena Easton of the Forest. She's the a cheetah. Wonder Woman's uh, Wonder Woman's uh, villainous. All right, and with the shadowing, it looks like she's got some epic camel toe going on. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I mean, when your camel toe goes up to your navel, hello. Yeah, that's a problem. But- <laughs> it tells us this jungle woman lives in the ruins of Mayan temples. Her slashing twin dagger attack takes a blood sacrifice from every opponent. Nice. And uh, then we have Gargos, who has nothing else going on, especially in the groin region. Wink, wink. And it says, little is known at this time. Well, I doubt the game's going to give you much story on him. Right. Is And he's taken Idol's place at the pinnacle of Ultratech's bloody tournament. But some say he's a living gargoyle. I'm pretty sure that was the beginning and end of the pitch for him. It was, all right, living gargoyle. Disney doing good with gargoyles? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Disney has a gargoyle. We're going to cash in on this craze. It's, <laughs> the, the caveman trend is dying. Gargoyles are in. Right. We got that red guy. We got Firebrand from Capcom. Mm-hmm. We got Goliath from Disney. The shit's taken off. We got to get on it. We got to ride this wave. So, and then they they actually mentioned... And he's, the, got, and he's got nipples, too. He does, actually. Little ones, though. Didn't, didn't do got, the cupping technique on those. He's got, he's got pebbles. Yes. <laughs> uh, they do happen to mention the characters that were booted for the roster. So, still in the game is Jago, Combo, Saberwolf, uh, Spinal, Glacius, Fulgore, and Orchid. I thought Saberwolf was new, but I guess not. Um, and then this says, where are they now? So, where are Riptor... That's the uh, raptor. Chief Thunder, completely racist one. And Cinder. Rumor has it that they didn't show up for the tournament, but you can never tell if they might try to crash the gate. So. Does that mean that, is that their way of saying that there may be a, a code to to bring them in? I have no idea. Or if they're just like, hey, we're going to inject some story in this because this game's pretty thin. These screenshots are horrible. Everything's this- all pixelated and washy. It's like it's made out of sand. I mean, especially the Maya screenshots. My God, it's like 98% orange. It's back to NES screenshot territory. That's bad. I don't know whatever tech they used to grab these screenshots, but it didn't work. So what's new? They're talking about what's new in the game besides uh, just some additional characters. Uh, Let's see here. Well, they've uh, improved uh, uh, what Orchid's hair. Now it looks like she's got individual strands rather than a helmet. Mm. Nice. And uh, Jago has tiny little pinky nips that somehow so they intrude added- through his 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 shreddage. That shirt is so fucking ripped up. Why even? I don't know. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know. So they added nipple technology, and uh, <laughs> not. So, good news is Orchid, Orchid's breasts still point up and directly into the air, but her hair now sways. So, don't worry. She's got support where she needs it. All right. Linkers Unlimited. Like, like you're looking at her hair. Yeah. Um, said and the original. Why is, everyone, why is everyone jaundice in this? Everyone's what are you talking yellow. about? Yellow? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone that's just, looks that's like just the lighting. You're reading too much into that. They have a, you know, a yellow light pointed at them. In the CGI <laughs> studio. <laughs> All right, Linkers Unlimited. One of the limiting features of the original Killer Instinct was the lack of linker variety. 
I don't know what that means, but you can link a bunch of combos together. You get post-fight statistics, and it says, um, you still have game-ending moves that reduce your opponent to an unspeakable mess, but you have fewer limits on how to achieve this ultimate victory. I don't know what that means. You have combo breakers. Uh, you have something called a power bar, which allows you to use a super move. And it says auto doubles. I don't know what an auto double is. So they did a great job of explaining the new features, in which case I mean not at all. Oh, we forgot to read the uh, special moves. So uh, let's see here. They don't list Gargos's moves at all. But Maya's special super move is the tree cutter. And that's all they listed. So we missed on hers. Okay. Moving on. That's it for Killer Ritchie 2. Do you have anything else for it? Uh, no, I'm good. We can move on. All right. Next game is Mega Man X3. And we got X gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. All these other robots try to break bread with me, but don't fret with me. Come on, come on, get me. I'm a Mega Man. I'm the Blue Bomber. Woof, woof. You know I'm gonna give it to you. Mm, mm. While he's gone, I'm dealing with Sigma. He tried to mess with me. I put down that nick. Mm. Nope, not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got an epic waterfall thing where it looks like Mega Man standing at the bottom of uh, ostensibly a very short waterfall or a dam, and uh, Zero's bringing out his lightsaber, which can cut everything except his own hair. Mm-hmm. Because he is, I mean, this guy's got like a wedding, a, a bride's wedding train of <laughs> hair. Mm-hmm. Like, why does a robot need hair? Like, Mega Man don't, Mega Man don't deal with that shit. He is sleek. He is aerodynamic. This guy looks like he would get snagged on everything he walks past. <laughs> it's menacing. It's cool. I don't know what to tell you. It was inspiring it's cool. character it's design. Cool. It's cool until every time he tries to jump, his hair gets caught in a crevice or something, and then <laughs> he ends up being mounted and having to tug at it. Oh. Or well, he, he just flashier. steps on it. He jumps over and under an enemy who then lands on his hair, sending him sprawling backwards. All right. Don't get me wrong. This game looks fantastic. But Zero... I mean, like that—that that hair is not serving any purpose. I don't and know. It just seems like a, like a hero's cape in The Incredibles. Like I just see him getting stuck in things, or if he's jumping past an enemy with a fan blade, boom! You got that whole. Uh, what was what was Jason Lee's character? Not in what something with an Jason Lee's character in The Incredibles. Yeah. You know, like oh, when every gosh. when everyone's super, no one will be. Yeah, I don't remember what his name was. Trying to, it was something with an S. Like, not yeah. Smegma. Smegma, that's his name? Is Smegma? <laughs> that's all that's left of him, I guess. Oh. Yeah. It was like, whatever. I forget what his name was. All right. So, this uh, game, I played uh, through first couple levels in it. I didn't play this growing up, so I had to do some prep for it. It's, um, if you'd like Mega Man X1 and X2, you might like Mega Man X3, you might not. Um, so I'll kind of mention that. It's still got a nice intro to a story. It kind of tells you about how 
um, this uh, AI thing kind of took over all the uh, robots and then made them um, sane again. And then guess what? The AI is really an evil doctor, evil doctor genius. It's evil doctor Doppler, which I'm guessing is going to be Sigma in the end. And they probably give it away in Nintendo Power. But uh, before we get there, let's talk well, about what it makes. He's the he's the doctor that gives you accurate radar prediction, accurate uh, <laughs> weather predictions. <laughs> Doctor Doppler is most known for creating the Doppler 2000. That's right, your <laughs> weather forecasting station. <laughs> Nancy, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> All right. So what's different about this game? It makes it seem like when you're watching the intro and you look at the cover that you can play as either Mega Man or Zero. And there's like a big asterisk to that, uh, in that Zero, you can only play as Zero once, one time in a uh, in a level. So he only has, so how you do it basically, you start off every level as Mega Man, right? You get in the game, you're playing as Mega Man, and essentially you can call on Zero for help through the start menu. It's not terribly evident. I actually had to look it up and playing with power here, Nintendo Power, excuse me, and uh, to learn this. So you press start, you can switch over to zero. He has a larger health bar, he's more powerful, uh, he's a bit slower, but um, he only has one life. So if he dies, you dead. You have to go back to the beginning of the level and restart and all that kind of crap, right? So I guess the idea is that Zero takes you through some of the harder portions of the level and then you have to switch back to Mega Man. And it forces you, if you get to the boss at the end, it forces you to switch back to Mega Man anyways. And it's just like, it's, it's a really stupid piece of dialogue where Mega Man's like, I'll take this. And just like swap, swap, swaps out and like Zero doesn't have anything to say. <laughs> okay, I'll wait on the outside or something like that. So it's like some stupid uh, plot point, right? Um, and Zero is a bit bigger than Mega Man, interesting enough. So it is kind of cool to play as Zero. He's got, um, so instead of just a Mega Blaster, he can charge his up to like three different times and actually retains a secondary blast after he shoots his first one. So he's like glowing green flashing or purple flashing while that's happening. Uh, and there's a way to activate that saber attack, and I have no idea how it works. I tried to re recreate it myself, and it just kind of seemed to happen randomly as you were close to somebody. Yeah, I hate when they throw those Street Fighter Two commands, and you're just like, fuck, I just wanted something where I could jump up and down and maybe, like, change my landing a bit. Right, I'm like, I which... Don't need to, I, I don't need to do a fucking Hadouken. I'm like, what button makes the sword go? Because that's what I want to do, and it, it wouldn't do it. Yeah, why isn't the sword his default thing? Like, we see him holding it all the time. It's not a secret. Right. Yeah, I kind of would have hoped that, you know, you had the ability to, you know, deflect blasts or something with it, you know, be a bit more fun. But, uh, no, he just kind of uses it randomly in close quarters. So, that's essentially the game. Um, we can take you through the different robot masters. So, we've got... Uh, neon Tiger and he kind of looks like he has flaming Wolverine claws and is like a mechanical anthropomorphic tiger robot thing. Yeah, he looks cool. Looks cool. 
And then you have Gravity Beetle. <laughs> Guess what his power is? <laughs> um, he 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 rolls a giant ball of shit at you. He's <laughs> a dung beetle. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Blast Hornet, and that is a confusing character design. Yeah, you can't tell if he's supposed to be like a helicopter or not. Yeah, in, I don't know. In his picture, but yeah, it looks like he's just a big fucking hornet. Pretty much. Not very creative. Uh, and then we have Toxic Seahorse. That's an awesome name. And that should be the name of a band. <laughs> yeah, Toxic Seahorse is interesting character design. He really kind of blends into the background, though. So it's kind of hard to make make uh, uh, heads or tails of them. Then we have Crush Crawfish, which is does not sound like a threatening animal at all. Uh, well, unless he's got a Cajun accent. <laughs> oh, no. What would he say to Mega Man? Things are about to get spicy for you, I guarantee. <laughs> he I'm about to turn you into go, going, going gumbo. <laughs> it basically looks like uh, a crawfish version of Cutman. Then we have Volt Catfish. We're going to see who the shrimp is here, boy. <laughs> and uh, Volt Catfish looks kind of like a toad with uh, <laughs> whiskers and a uh, couple of pylons in his back. It would be really great if you walk into his level and there's like a really hot robo babe there. And then she blinks away and this guy shows up. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, you, John, but you've been catfished. (laughs) That's that's it. You lose. (laughs) The whole thing is just a a scenario where Mega Mega Man's put in a a room and, like, gets a telephone call. Well, he goes like, to see like a, re- a really hot robo babe there, but as he gets closer, it fizzes away because it's just a hologram. There you go. <laughs> and he's there going like, "Why, hey Mega Man, what's your age, sex, location?" ASL. <laughs> you look really good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then Mega Man's just like, "Your hologram's off." What? what? No, 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 Peter! Wait, no. I don't know who that guy is. I, I'm still I'm still talking to you. I don't know who that guy in the room with you is. <laughs> then we've got uh, Blizzard Buffalo. Which, what an odd theming. Well, if you're thinking of Buffalo, New York, it's fitting. If you're thinking of the yeah, animal, but, the buffalo. Yeah, but if you want a cold cow, but well, besides that fucking awesome name I just dumped on you, <laughs> you could have had like Blizzard Bison. Like, bison yeah. are more up north. They're used to the freaking cold. Yep. Did you see that thing on BBC Earth where it showed a herd of buffalo being chased by a wolf? Mm-mm. And one asshole, one fucking asshole, flips the guy in front of him over him and knocks him on the ground to get eaten by the wolves. Nice. He served up... It's the first time I've seen a herd animal like just serve up one of his own. <laughs> just to fucking... Just to, just to keep the wolves off of him. <laughs> it was like, that bison was such a dick. Nice. Oh, it was so beautiful. 
I mean, the other guy got eaten terribly, but it was just, <laughs> it was just great to see an animal just have that capacity. Being a complete for, dick. That human capacity for being a royal dick. Ouch. Uh, oh, the the John of the Animal Kingdom, you mean? <laughs> I kid. We love you, John. Uh, All right. Last guy here is Tunnel Rhino, which is a really kind of sad character design. What is he like? Is he like a rhino or a pangolin or a? It's just a regular a like drill type character you'd see in the middle of a of a regular stage, except they stuck yeah, a horn on him. He's more tank than animal. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, they call him Tunnel Rhino, but he doesn't really look like a rhino. Mm-hmm. All right. And then so apparently it shows you a little bit towards the end of the game. Uh, let's see here. You've got spike ceilings that drop down, and then you you have to fight someone named Bite and another person named Bit. So Bit and Bite, the robot bros, the bot bros. And they did not reveal... Um, who Doppler really is, and I'm guessing it's Sigma, but I'll let them do that in the game. All right, anything else for Mega Man X3? Nope. It's a Mega Man. It's a Mega Man X game, so you know it's going to be freaking great and fun. So, yeah. What are you Play waiting for? All right. Here's what you might be waiting for. Hey, do you like that game Mech Warrior on the PC? Boy, do I. And what do you like being? What do you like about it, huh? I like the fact that it has that it's tied in with all the uh, all the keypads, all the keyboard controls are nice and great. So I have a large, varied control. And I was going to say graphics. Yeah, you have the graphics, and you feel like you're piloting a giant mech the, from the inside, right? Big lumbering yeah, you can see thing. It from, and, it's from its camera. It's freaking great. So rather than maintain that, they uh, decided that for the console port of it, they would basically just scrap that and make a completely different game. So they have this abomination, uh, which is called Mech Warrior 3050, Futuristic Battle Mech Warfare. And uh, they talk about how um, this game leads leans more towards battlefield action than the original Mech Warrior did, and it is a more exp- more exciting ride. Um, and they said the forward view has dropped in the favor of a three-quarters overhead view, so you can now scan the entire area around your mech all at once. So, I tried this game out in preparation for this. I had not played it before, but I have played the original Mech Warrior games for PC. So, I, I went into this with some experience. In the PC game, <laughs> it's a basically a first-person shooter, almost, um, and you really have to manage... Your, your mechs like heat and your ammo capacity, you have to be really kind of careful with it. Um, and it's a trade-off between how much ammo you carry, planning going into it, before, and how much speed you get and how much shield. So it's a balance of like how you build your mech and arm it, and then obviously how you wield it in combat, right? Yeah, are you um, better at being fast and avoiding getting hit so that you can sting your enemy with a... Uh with like a close melee weapon or something, or do you just like mm-hmm. stay from a distance and just hope that no one gets close enough to you because all your heat sinks are going towards your weapons? So it's an interesting kind of a game to play. It's a lot different from a regular first-person shooter, um, mainly because you can operate the legs independently from the torso. 
So you can move your torso all around while the legs move in one direction um, and you're, you know, running around that way. So this ditches that and it looks more like Command and Conquer from that isometric perspective. And you're just controlling the one mech again. You're on the outside of it. Good news is you can still turn the, um, uh, the torso of your mech independently through the L and R buttons. But um, it really doesn't maintain that unless you're holding the buttons down. Obviously, keep turning if you hold the buttons down. Because it, as you point the D-pad in different directions, your mech will, will aim in that direction. So it becomes, it, it, it's very clear that this should have been like a twin stick shooter type of game. And the way they have it set up makes it difficult to do that. So... That's essentially what the game is. You're running around maps, blowing a bunch of shit up. It, the instructions do not really give you any kind of instruction as to what to blow up. They kind of just set you loose on a map with no indication of what you, where you should go, what you should do. And there is a radar. You can press the pause button, pause button and see sort of a map, but it's so crowded with every single enemy type, every single building, it's very unclear as to what you were actually supposed to do. So I found myself running around, just using the minigun, blasting away rant, whatever was in my path kind of thing. And uh, eventually, you, you can't really heal yourself too much, so eventually you just blow up. <laughs> and then you get replaced with another mech. So it's, it's a odd game it is not like the rest of the mech weird games uh i would not recommend it um so here things that were good about it were um the the actual graphics of the mech itself was extremely smooth i'll get at that it's really nice uh turning around and seeing it unfortunately it takes up like a quarter of the screen um so when they say you can see all the action around you uh, to an extent, so unlike in the PC game where you can see really, really, really far out in front of you, this one you get to see about, you know, two robot lengths, three robot lengths in front of you. So if you're walking to a trap, not a whole lot of room for error. So the rest of the coverage is going through the different uh, levels slash worlds you're going in and blowing the shit out of. And they tell you about the different types of weapons that you can use, which do have, you know, differences. Um, and then there's, there are portions where other mechs come and challenge you. Um, and so you just got to walk around and blow the shit out of them. And that's about it to the game. Not a whole lot to it. Now we get to see an insert with uh, apparently Frank Castle telling us about uh, a pyramid. <laughs> which one? The first insert, the guy looks like Frank Castle, the Punisher. Uh, don't step out of line, soldier? No, the first insert. Like right on, like on the uh, first page of coverage, right, right under Battle of the oh, Stars. Oh, yeah, same guy. Yep. Yeah, so it looks like a, a game. Skip, Next I would toy, advise skip it. Toy Story. Which, uh, you know, for a Pixar video game, this looks great. It looks like they captured about as much as they could of the CGI. For a Super Nintendo, anyway. Mm-hmm. Did you play this? I, 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 at the time, yeah, I played this when it first came out. I enjoyed it when you, uh, 
when you're facing Buzz. Like one of my favorite ones was when you're uh, in the gas station and you're fighting there or in the vending machine. Like they did a really good, like it really felt pretty darn awesome all over. Hmm. So I played it <laughs> recently. And I thought I was feeling it. That was a crap platformer. <laughs> I nice. Guess, like. I guess sixteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old Mike was easier to impress. It's not nice. It's got nice graphics. I'll give it that. But I mean, the the edge detection, and everything was really poor, and there's just kind of random things you have to do in the level to make it to the end. It was just I kind remember, of odd. I remember having trouble playing it. it. It wasn't an easy game, though. It's. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like, you know, it's necessarily like challenging. It just makes no sense. And they're just like random shit like falling on you constantly. So, it's my take in the game. <laughs> There's a lot of coverage of this, my gosh. Oh, apparently you get to ride the dinosaur at one point. That looks exciting. That's like, what, three quarters of the way through the game, though? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and you gotta fight the dog at the end, looks like. And they, it looks like they have some screenshots of the evil kid next door. Hmm. Uh, I don't see that you can play as Buzz Lightyear at all, so you're just playing as Woody the entire time. So that's a bit boring, because Buzz Lightyear has the jetpack-ish thing, right? He's got, he can at least glide. Yeah, that would've been nice if you could fly around as Buzz, but... Mm -hmm. All right. Shall we power through classified information here? Sure, we get combos for Killer Instinct, a sound test for Ogre Battle, a round select for Excalibur, hidden players for NBA Live 96, which includes Jordan. I mean, how the hell is Michael Jordan a hidden character? I mean, you <laughs> think he would be like, you know, this is like one of the big things you would boast about. Like, hey, we got Michael Jordan, here we go. I mean, fuck, you yeah, got some legends weird. here. I'm not a sports guy, but even I know Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson, George... Oh, I thought it was George Carlin. <laughs> Bill Walton, Dave Owens, Larry Bird, Oscar Robertson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, Kevin McHale, Elgin Baylor, Phil Fordham, Walter Davis. Mm -hmm. And then stage select for the Ignition Factor and screen credits for Urban Strike when you're done with it. Holy stage select Batman for Batman Forever. Explosive arrows for Link's Awakening, which is really great, where you equip your arrows and your bombs. You fire both at the same time, and you've got bomb arrows. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, is a great mechanic where you can actually mix your weapons mm -hmm. in Link. And then we got the correct code for Judge Dredd, which apparently is the correct form of the stage code select we originally printed back in Volume 79. So oh, this is geez. a retraction. That's sad. And then a tough tourney or a hard setting for Mario Tennis as if, you know, handling the Virtual Boy itself wasn't hard enough. Now you can put a challenge in the game. Then you got power-up codes for NBA Jam, which allows you shot percentage displays, super dunks, always on fire, high shots, slippery court, more three-pointers, more interceptions, and legal goaltending. Mm. Well, that's they for the game I won, yeah. They had goaltenders in basketball? <laughs> no, it's it's illegal to tend... Not legal. It's against the rules to uh, basically just guard the uh, net. So you can't... You're not supposed to be a goalie of the net, essentially. You can guard the person and slap it away if they try to jump up, but you can't, like, in turn, go and jump next to the net. 
So this is basically saying you can just have someone stand under the basket and swat every basketball away. Dick move, but fine. Glorious. All right, let's make it through uh, Syndicate and maybe uh, let's get to the to the poster here after this and Diddy's, Diddy's Conquest 2 and then we'll call it a halfway mark. What do you say? Sure thing. Syndicate. I was given this game. I never had a chance to play it on the computer and I probably will considering I had an absolutely awful time with this <laughs> on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I was, stuck at, I was stuck in the menu for about 20 minutes. What is this game? Uh, apparently you control a team of four cy- up to four cyborgs, and your job is to kill enemy agents, and uh, it, it's corporate warfare, literally. Hmm. Because you are to uh, conquer areas and then either uh, increase or decrease funding for research for products and I imagine you would either use them or sell them and gather money and just you know expand your business through murdering people you have 10 seconds to comply <laughs> well let's read what it says here the collapse of the new world order plunged civilization into chaos ruthless crime syndicates asserted a semblance of control now they're in a fight for total domination but in this hyper violent world old fashioned human soldiers are a liability so they've hijacked the latest advances in biotech to develop lethal cyborgs, marauding machines with superhuman abilities. As a junior syndicate exec, you'll modify your cyborgs' bodies, arm them with powerful weapons, and send them out to pacify the citizenry. Unintuitive game control and so-so graphics keep syndicate off the A-list. Oh, fuck boy, do they ever. But the game's novel setup, dark humor, and creepy music should attract both action and strategy fans. If you've got the mindset to figure out these controls, this game might be fun. Like, it looks like it could be. But, motherfucker, it took me 20 minutes to get out of the menu to start a damn level. And it should be as easy as press the start button or select an area on the map, press the A button, and have shit, have shit happen. But no. You have to, like, it, it just takes you to a different level where you arm up your cyborgs, but you only got enough money to outfit one decently. Or you don't, I didn't even see options for, you know, to give all my cyborgs cheap upgrades so that they're all balanced. Mm-hmm. I only have an option to get like one, one thing, and if I outfit one cyborg, I can I can't even do that, and I'm broke. <laughs> so it's like For real the life then. <laughs> yeah, like I have enough to. Arm. Like you, you know, go out and buy a PlayStation Four that don't have any money to actually play any games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you got four cyborgs. <laughs> Apparently, you can get like one part for each cyborg. And maybe you'll have something left over. But if you try to give one cyborg a bit of everything, well, there's not a bit because you only have one item you can buy. So if you have, if you can only buy one body part for a cyborg, what would it be? It's V1 because that's the only fucking thing on the menu. And... The vagina is what I just heard. <laughs> so, it again, it took me 20 minutes. I'm, like, pressing the A button, the start button, like... You know, just let me play the fucking game. Then I'll figure out, you know, I should be able to find out through the gameplay what do my cyborgs need. Like, is there, like, a dark area where I would have to get infrared or whatever? It, it just it just didn't happen. And the first level, I... Oh, first <clears> off, <throat> if you look at this map, look at Canada. 
It looks like there's like it looks like Quebec is separated from Canada, literally separated, like it's fucking gone. Because mm. we get to see Alaska, we get to see the Yukon, which apparently is now British Columbia and the prairies. <laughs> we got the Northwest Territories, which is everything, including Ontario. Mm-hmm. And Quebec is just fucking gone. Like you just see like a, like an empty grid mm-hmm. where Quebec used to be. It's ocean now. And then we got Lab- and then we got Newfoundland. It got Putin. <laughs> yeah, so we got Newfoundland, which I thought, you know, I got to see what this game looks like. <laughs> but no, it didn't look like Newfoundland at all. Mm-hmm. There was no ports, no people in raincoats, kissing cods, no nothing. <laughs> all right. And the the goal was to like kill enemy agents, mm-hmm. but everything just looked the same in the crosshair. So I just massacred everyone around me, uh, ran out of bullets, and like, got gunned down. Like God sort them out, huh? Yeah, except you have a very limited amount of weapons, and you only find that like there's more people on the map than there are weapons. So apparently, you have to figure out what an enemy agent actually looks like. Except everyone seemed to look the same. And I couldn't really change who I'm selecting, because you have to, like, walk up to a person and you'll auto-lock on them. Mm -hmm. So if there's, like, three people around you, good luck trying to switch your targets. You just have to kill the fucker that you're aiming at. Hmm. So I had an absolutely terrible time with this game and got killed on the first level. All right, so look at... Hold on now. It can't be all bad. Let's take a look at the top of page 49... And tell me that that is a sex robot. Because I've seen the male form of androids, and now they have a female form of androids with actual breasts and nipples. Oh, yeah, that's a fun bot. (laughs) And they even say in here, uh, don't forget to set aside some money for research. Try to develop a version 3 chest as soon as possible. Then plow (laughs) cash into brain and leg development. (laughs) Oh, you so look at these, I heard you look chest, at, <laughs> plow, and leg. Yeah, and that's you, within the same you, sentence. If you look at the arms and the weapons they've got, the very first one on the top right looks like a double dildo. Uh, yeah. Kind of, well, the, take a look at the one below that. Oh, that's a, that, that's the deluxe single dildo. That's one of those ones that you can suction out of the shower. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's the suction gun. I'm not even kidding. That is that is a the giant dildo that suctions to the side <laughs> of the wall. Like that is not a joke. Like that and is you, literally what they got, drew. And you got what appears to be like a like a workbench clamp mm-hmm. underneath that. Then a uh, like a Japanese a, Jap, a Japanese rice ball underneath. <laughs> then one of those little vibrating four-legged spider back massager things. Oh, I thought it was a, a drone. Uh, and then a, what appears to be a, a bear trap underneath. Oh, that. I like the bottom left one. It's just like a hot dog server. <laughs> it's just a gun that shoots a hot dog. <laughs> Would you like yeah, a hot link? Hot, here's a hot meat injection. Mmm, <laughs> beefy. All right. There's a lot of text in this. My God, you could sit here and read this for an hour. And still and still know so freaking little. Well, that's a bummer. It's supposedly a good PC game from what they tell us. I'm kind of interested you, to know if, it's, if that <laughs> PC game is actually any good. I'm just going to see if I can read up on uh, Newfoundland here, because they tell us all about Zaire, Mauritania, Algeria, South... No. 
I don't see Newfoundland. I see <coughs> Libya, South Wales, North, Northern Territories, Western Australia, Arabia, Indonesia, Iraq, Iran, India, Pacific Rim, China, Far East, Kamchatka. Oh, wow. I thought that place only existed in risk. Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Siberia, Ural. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, greatest country in the world. <laughs> All other countries are run by little girls. Uh, coming up is Donkey Kong Country 2, Cranky's top 10 tips for getting 102%. Oh, wow. All right. All right, we got to do this little, they have a little comic book here. If you want to do uh, Cranky, I'll do the other two. Or I can do Cranky. I'll do, the, I'll do Cranky. Diddy Kong, you big dummy. Didn't I tell you this adventure would be too difficult for you and Dixie to go alone? He also says, you'll need an expert no. like me to show you how to find all the Krim coins, hero coins, bonus areas, and other secret goodies in DKC2. Now pay, pay attention. attention. Who's the geezer? He's a legend in his own mind. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dissing the elderly. Elder abuse. Can we talk about this poor bastard on the next page here that has two giant hooks and a trench coat? So this guy's like Captain Hook, right? He's a Kremlin. He's like Captain Hook. So he has a giant coat on, like a pirate coat, the giant <laughs> collar. And instead of just one regular hook, he's got two gigantic hooks that drag on the floor. How do you even wipe yeah. your ass? <laughs> yeah, this is this, like this is a, just a one of those hooks should be brown on the top. <laughs> this guy is just looking at Diddy. And Dixie going, kill me. <laughs> Why didn't they just let me die? <laughs> I don't want to live like this. All right. So they're basically giving you a whole bunch of uh, uh, tips here, which we're not going to go through. Huzzah. All and right. The folded picture, we got Ken Griffey doing a winning run. Which, uh, it's an odd picture because it seems like he's caught a ball in the stratosphere. Mm hmm But underneath at his waist, it looks like, it looks like his, oh, like he's got like a glove in his pocket. I thought it was his arm. <laughs> like just like facing through himself. Yep. Yeah, we've got a nice shot of Ken Griffey's ass here. Ken Griffey Jr.'s ass, excuse me. As he's jumping up into space, grab a, grab a fly ball. Letting us know that it's coming soon to our SNES. Super. All right. Let's go ahead and take a break at this time. Please join us for the second half. We'll pick it up at uh, page 55, the Epic Center, and start digging into Breath of Fire 2 a little bit more, and then to the Virtual Boy section and so on and so forth. Mike, what do you got going that you want to plug? The Graveyard Shift. We now have an Instagram. So whenever I watch a movie and I share my thoughts with Sheldon through uh, screenshots and my own little my own little summations and thoughts about what's going on in this scene, you can now take part in the fun at Instagram.com slash, I think, the Graveyard Shift pod. If not, check out our Facebook. We'll probably link something there. It's new. I'm, I'm still figuring it out. 
Very good. If you want to hear more from me, you can find out my show. It's called Repeat One. So if you go to facebook.com slash repeat one podcast, you can find out about it there. It's a music podcast about songs you can play on loop and the stories behind them. It's a short form. I've got a few out there and uh, trying to come out with them weekly. So that's what I got going on. If you want to reach out to us in the meantime for Playing With Power, you just go to our website, playwithpowerpodcast.com. There's links there to our Facebook page, our um, iTunes account if you want to give us a review, and of course our Patreon if you'd like to support the show and help us pay for hosting fees. It would be greatly appreciated. And thank you very much for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing.